Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome, welcome, friends. Happy to have you back here at Where Faith Grows. This week, I'm sitting down with Grace Hazar, and we're tackling a very prevalent topic and theme in our society right now, uncertainty. Between the global pandemic of COVID-19, a looming 2020 election, racial tension, and our own personal lives, uncertainty seems to be the only certainty. Grace and I dive right into this concept and discuss what to do when uncertainty comes calling and what biblical truths exist to help us come out on the other side courageous. Grace Hazar is originally from upstate New York and completed her bachelor's degree in music industry and master's degree in music education. Grace used to work as a music teacher in public schools and now works at a private music studio. Grace was baptized and raised in the Greek Orthodox Church, and both her parents are immigrants from the Middle East, which has shaped and influenced her upbringing. In this episode, we talk all about Grace's upbringing, her religious journey up to this point, and how uncertainty has provided her some incredible opportunities to grow in her faith. I just know you're going to love this one, friends. Uncertainty is all around us, and I'm sure you've been feeling it just like me. So grab a cup of coffee with us and be inspired today in your own faith walk. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Grace Hazar. Okay, Grace is here with me today. Hey! We have a very exciting conversation for you people coming up. But first, Grace, tell us a little about yourself. All right. So I was born and raised in upstate New York, um, about three hours from the city. We spent a lot of time in the city, though, because all of our family lived there, my aunts and uncles and cousins. So we were there for all our holidays, a lot of weekends we spent there. So we were there a lot. Um, And then I went to college um, upstate as well. And I did my undergrad in music industry, which was so fun. So fancy. My minor was in (laughs) piano performance. Um, and then I took a couple years off and I went back to school. I moved to South Carolina and did my master's there um, in music education. And when I was there, I met some of my best, best friends and also my husband. Which could be in the same category. Totally. He's some of your best friends and also one of your best friends who have not spearhead. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Definitely my best friend. Also my husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then we moved here to Nashville about six years ago for him to do his master's, which he completed a few years ago. Um, and so we've been here for about six years. We get, we've been married for almost two of those years. And it's been awesome. Time has really flown by since we've been here. And you love Nashville. I do, yes. <laughs> it has really become home for us. It's just so beautiful. And we love being surrounded by nature. Um, so it's 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 been great. It's definitely home. Yeah. I have to ask you a really naive Southerner question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were saying you lived just outside of New York three hours. Is I, it Outside of the city. 
Is that like, oh yeah, yeah, outside of New York City by three hours. Is that normal for people to travel like three hours to get into the city? Um, yeah, totally normal. And plus even further. Um, so when anyone outside of the city says upstate, it literally means anything that's not the city. <laughs> anything that is not New York City is right. upstate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hmm. Even so, if it's downstate. I guess there's not really much downstate well, from downstate New York City. Well, downstate is the city. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So, upstate, in quotes, I just did air quotes for those of you who can't see, um, <laughs> is anything that is not New York City. So, it's huh. the entire state of New York. I literally have never known that. Yeah. So, three-hour trip into the city, but you did it frequently. Yes. I've never been, so everything's new to me. Yeah, it's it's a lot but. of fun. Um, that it's There are some spots that are really beautiful, um, and the city's obviously full of life and really exciting. So there's a lot of different culture in New York. We're going to have to take a trip. For sure. Just going to comment on the three-hour thing because that's still kind of boggling my mind a little bit that you guys did a three-hour trip frequently because that's like Knoxville or basically Arkansas yeah. from here. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, we're very family-oriented, though, so we obviously wanted to hang out with our family well, yeah. often. Um so worth we, it. Yes, it was definitely <laughs> worth it, and it was a lot of fun. We we got to see all of our family while we were there. Um, so it was a lot of people to see. Yeah, for a little trip. <laughs> worth it because you get to see a lot of people. Yes. So tell me about how your faith has evolved over time. How you grew up. How things are for you now. Just give us that little backstory of your life. Yeah. So I grew up in the um, <laughs> Greek Orthodox Church. Um, I was baptized into Orthodoxy when I was just a couple months old um, in the church, in the cathedral in Brooklyn that we often went to while we we're there. Which, for people who aren't familiar with Greek Orthodoxy, it's common to baptize as an infant. That's basically yes. what is done. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, unless you were to convert from something else, then right. oftentimes a lot of people who are older will convert okay. um, and get baptized. But when, But yes, if you were born into Orthodoxy, then you get baptized as an infant. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, me and both my brothers were baptized in the church in Brooklyn. Um, it was my parents' home church before they moved to upstate because they were in the <laughs> upstate. city. Upstate. Yeah. Air quotes again. <laughs> yeah. um, it was their home church and also where other of my family members went. So we were there. That was like our home church when we were in Brooklyn. Right. So um, growing up, so I'm from, my parents are immigrants. They both came from the Middle East. My dad's from Lebanon. My mom's from Syria. So that's that was a huge part of my upbringing and right. my culture. Um, always eating Arab food. Yum. <laughs> Speaking Arabic all the time at home. Um, so that's, and, and being Middle Eastern is really kind of a faith-based culture as well, because there are lots of um, sayings within the language itself that, that have to do with God, like um, God willing, God be with you, oh, in cool. good health. Um, and this is, would just be like something that people would just say in passing to each other. Yes. It's like a, it's a cultural statement. Yes. Cool. Uh -huh. Yeah. So um, faith and religion were kind of, oh, sorry, culture and religion were kind of tied together. Right. Um, so the, there are different sects of the Orthodox um, church. There's Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, Antiochian Orthodox, which is the Middle Eastern one. I wouldn't, um, I've never even heard of that. This is showing me how uneducated I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are lots of 
religions out there, I guess. That's true. Um, so the Antiochian one is the Middle Eastern one. That's where we would go to the church in Brooklyn. However, growing up, we didn't have an Antiochian church close to us, so we went to a Greek church. Gotcha. They all stemmed from Greek Orthodoxy, and they're all the same. They all have the same beliefs and everything. Right. They just incorporate different languages within the service. Gotcha. So it's more like cultural splits amongst the same like sect of Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one of my brothers is actually a priest. He yes. became a priest, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago or so. Um, so that was, that, that was big for our family. So as I was getting older, you know, I was kind of figuring out whether I actually believed in God or if I was, if I only believed because I was told to believe. Yes. I know this feeling. <laughs> yeah, because my, my mom, my dad's not so religious, but my mom is. Um, so we always went to church with my mom and my mom's side of the family. Right. My dad's side isn't so religious. Um, well, they're spiritual, but they're not, they right. don't go to church often and such. It's not as much about like the uh, tradition of the church for them. Right, exactly. So um, growing up, I, I just, you know, kind of questioned it and didn't really know if I actually believed for myself or if I was just told to believe. Right. So I kind of, you know, going to college and such, there wasn't an Orthodox church nearby. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to church unless I was home for the weekend. Sure. Um, so I, I kind of started distancing myself from the church. Um, and then as I moved to South Carolina, same thing. I didn't really, I didn't go to church often. I was still kind of questioning my faith whether I believed, whether I didn't. Of course, I didn't tell this to my mom because it would just <laughs> break her heart. <laughs> she would have had a heart attack. Yes, and um, she prays for me often as it is. Yeah, so, so you're like, I'm covered. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I still always did like my nightly prayers. Every right. night when I lay down, you know, I, I just pray in my head. <clears throat> I feel like some things just stick and it's like you can't get rid of them. Yeah, and I still do those anyway, even though I was still, you know, I was just kind of questioning things. Sure. Just, you know, who knows? Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. We don't know. <laughs> we'll throw it out there. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as I was getting older, once we moved here to Tennessee, I actually have one cousin here in Tennessee with his wife oh, yeah. and kids. Um, they live in Franklin. So it's like 45 minutes from here. So that's the church that I go to now. Um, I still don't go as often as I should. However, <laughs> <laughs> um, however that is where we go. It is an Antiochian Orthodox church. Um and I was just—and we got married in that church as well. It's a very beautiful church. I think I've seen pictures of this, and it is stunning. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to take a trip there sometime. Yeah, later. for sure. Um, so, you know, just trying to figure figure things out for myself, deciding for myself what I believe, what I don't believe. Um, through my career, I've had a lot of times where I questioned faith. Right. Extra amounts. <laughs> extra levels of questioning. <laughs> yes, because I'm like— Asking God if this is where I belong and if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Is right. this my calling? Am I really doing what I should be doing? Am I doing what I'm what I was called to earth to do? Right. And then you kind of yeah, that adds a lot of questioning, which that's the perfect segue yes. to our next question. But actually, we're gonna take a break. Okay. And then we're gonna come back. Perfect. If you've been following me on social media, you know I'm starting to share tips and tutorials on an online graphic design program called Canva. 
I discovered this program a few years ago, and since then I've used it professionally and personally to create visually stunning graphics with a level of efficiency I didn't even know was possible. Lately, I've been seeing and speaking with content creators of all types, and I've discovered that many of you share the same view about your visual presence online that I do. You want your online presence to be aesthetically pleasing, but your core mission is to share the love of Christ. And so that's what you want to spend your time doing. And I totally understand that. That's why I'm recommending Canva to you. And I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't love it and use it myself all the time. Because with Canva, you can create beautiful social media posts, shareable images and graphics for your online platforms. You can curate a web page with images and graphics that look like they were created by a professional graphic designer. And you can do all of this without it taking up all your time or busting your budget. I've seen the results and I know Canva works. I know that Canva's millions of built-in stock images and elements, free icons and shapes, photo filters, and hundreds of fonts are just what you need to level up your online presence from social media to your website and beyond. You can even use it to create quality printed content that is directly aligned with your brand. So head to my show notes and use the link to try Canva Pro free today for 30 days. I just know that you will be as hooked as I was and you'll be a Canva user for life. Okay, we're back. So right before the break, we were talking about, um, Grace was talking through her faith journey so far, talking about questioning and just that whole journey up to this point where she is right now. So then she was saying her career has caused her to question her faith in new and different ways. So we're going to dive into that a Mm -hmm. little bit. Tell us, um, give us a little history of like kind of your career moves over the past couple of years. So I started, uh, went, after we moved to Nashville, I got a job at a charter school in Nashville. Um, and I worked there for four years. I was a music teacher. I taught choir and general education. My first year was laughable. I, mean, <laughs> I think first year teaching is always laughable. It is, yes. <laughs> it's a total dumpster fire. It was. It was a hot mess. Um, but I knew that going into it. Right. Of course, there are always ways you can improve. Um, luckily, we had great coaching at that school, so that helped a lot. Um, my second year, I felt a little bit more comfortable, but, you know, I was still learning. My third year was my absolute favorite year. Mm. Um, and then my fourth year was good, too. But by that point, I wanted to really just teach what I wanted to teach. Right. Rather than um, – so what I wanted to teach was just choir. I didn't want to do general music because I felt I was really good at choir. Um, my cars did a few competitions. We won, you know, trophies and mm-hmm. – um, one different thing. So I wanted to focus on that because I was good at it and I was getting somewhere with it. Right. It was like you were getting the, you were reaping the reward of your hard work. Right. And working in a chart for those of you who are charter school teachers, I see you. I hear you. (laughs) They're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Yes. I'm giving you a virtual hug. Um, It is hard. It is exhausting in every sort of way. Mm. Um, And, but it is rewarding. Um, I, I loved the students there. I loved the teachers there. We had an incredible team. However, like I said, I just wanted to focus on chorus. So I told my, um, 
principal that when after you know we would have a conversation she would have a conversation with every teacher at um, a certain point in the year asking if they plan on returning right so I told her that I was very upfront about it and you know she was really kind about it she was like yep I hear you I understand you know you want to work on your craft more and just focus on what you want to do right makes sense she was like I'll talk to the team see if we can do that and if not, do you think you'll get another job? And I said, yes, I think I'll have to at this point if I want to stick with what I want to do. Right. So um, we had another meeting, and she was like, I'm so sorry, but we can't just have you teach choir. We need someone who will do all the grades and, and both general music and choir. I was like, I totally get it. So I left there on good terms. Um, actually, she wrote me a recommendation for the, the next school that I went to. Um, but on the last day there, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we had a meeting with everybody. We had professional development every single week and the last day all together, you know, ever, we always ended with shout outs and everything. And that just tore me apart. I was so sad (laughs) because you loved it there. I did love it there. Um, I was also the chair of the electives department there. So I had a lot of pull. Um, I was working closely with the electives department, which also, if you're an electives teacher, you know that you are always on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And people, um, principals don't really know what to do with you, honestly, because you kind of fit in a different realm. And they don't see it as like academic or required in any way. Right. So they care a little bit less about it. Yeah, sure. So I had gotten to the point where um, I was really making moves for the elective department and we were seen in a different light. So it was a great career thing for me. But like I said, I wanted to focus more on the actual music making because music is my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, last day do all these shout outs and stuff. I was giving a shout out to my whole team. Of course, I was an emotional mess. Crying. I would start crying in the middle. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, everyone was so supportive and so sweet. I'm driving home. I was bawling my eyes out. Now, mind Wait, you. I was about to say, at this point, you didn't have another job. Right. I didn't have another job lined up. I had applied to a yeah. whole bunch, but I didn't hear back from anybody. Huge leap of uncertainty. Thinking yes. you're making the right move. Exactly. So... I was scared. I was worried. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, Bawling my eyes out on my way home. I had like a 25 minute commute. I literally cried the entire. (laughs) Like where your eyes hurt. Yeah. Like you cried so hard. They were puffy. They hurt. Good stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was it was a good cry, though. That was for sure. (laughs) Um, But the entire time I was praying. Right. And at this time, I was still like. I'm going to church every so often, but I'm still like, do I believe in God? Do I not? Nobody right. knows. You're doing the you're doing the motions, but you're like, I'm not really sure what's under the surface here. Yes, bawling my eyes out, praying the entire time. God, if you're there, please show me the light, show me my path. What am I doing? Right. I need help. I can't do this on my own. I'm giving this to you. Please help me. <laughs> please help me. <laughs> um, so it was tough. Drive home, 25 minutes, bawling my eyes out the entire way, praying so hard, asking God what to do. Show me the way, show me the light. Right. I literally pull in my driveway and hear my phone go up. Bzz, 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 and I look at it. 
Lit, I swear it was literally right when I pull in. God was like, we're not doing this texting and driving right. thing. <laughs> God said, I'm not letting you look at your phone while you drive. So I'm going to let that. you pull in, <laughs> pull in the driveway. And then I'm going to send this email. I pull in my driveway. I get an email for a job interview. And I was like, <laughs> I literally, my, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, if that was not God, who on earth, you know, who Yeah, like who could have done that? Yeah. That was a turning point. I will never forget that in my entire life. Right. Um, so I end up getting that job, the one that I got that interview for. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole nother segment of your story, actually. Yes. But. but, but you know, that was the next step to where I am now. Right. If I did not get that next job, which was the worst time of my life, my worst career moment of my life, I would not have ended up where I am now. Right. So it was an important step. Even though it was hard. Even though it was extremely difficult. Which I think that that's so important to say because I think a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking like, well, this really didn't turn out how I wanted it to, so this couldn't have been God. Right. But it's like, it's hard to say those things until you're on the other side of that season and can look back and say, oh, I see what that was for now. Yes. And I mean, sometimes we may never see and we may never know, but it's still like, it's it's good that you look back on it now and you're like, that career, that job was not good. I did not like that job, right. but you know that it had purpose. Yes. Yeah. Totally had purpose because it landed me the job that I'm at now, which I love. Yes. At a private music school where I solely get to focus on making music with my students. And besides that, I've met incredible people. Me! <laughs> Laura and I work together, side note. Yes, we do. Um, my boss is incredible as well. He's a Christ follower and just a great person. Um, really, really what I needed in my life at that time. Right. And God knew that and, and sent me to the first school so that I could get to where I am now. Right. Because I really needed the push with the people I work with now to get to where I am now faith-wise. Oh, wow. Okay, so tell us more about that. So... Um, as you know, Laura, <laughs> you obviously have been... Um, oh, no. I don't know where this is going, and now I'm scared. I, I regret telling you to tell us more. <laughs> the worst coworker I've ever had. I'm just kidding. Laura has been an incredible person in my life. <laughs> no, I don't like this. I'm not good at this. <laughs> she, seriously, like, if you guys don't know Laura on a personal level, you need to get there. Like, she's an incredible person loves God so much and has been such a good support system in my life. My boss is the same way. Oh, Laura. I know. Nobody <laughs> can see it. Grace is making me cry over uh, here. <laughs> we've just had like the best chats on all sorts of all topics, whether I'm like just, you know, being a hypochondriac. <laughs> I know I do that a lot. Um, or whether I'm being really bad at texting Grace back because I'm a bad <laughs> texter, guys. <laughs> Or, you know, talking about just our walks of life. Yeah. Um, you know, Laura's been there. She's been amazing. It's, it's, I've had, I had similar experiences getting to the job that we're both at now. And it's like, even though, you know, it's not perfect all the time, which rarely is it. It's, I know it's exactly where I need to be. And that's the cool part about it. Yeah. And I think you feel the same way. Yeah. And we just need to remember um, at the time when I was going through that career change and got the job that I really did not like, um, I just had to remember 
that my will isn't necessarily God's will. Right. So not knowing that this job would come out of that, um, I needed to keep that in mind, which of course at times I didn't. (laughs) Sure. It's in the moment. It's rarely going to be perfect. (laughs) Right. It was, it was, it was a really hard job. That was also a charter school, but it was so different than the one I was at. The um, first one. The first school of that. Yeah. Um, so that was a really tough group, but like I said, it got me to where I am now and where I definitely needed to be. Well, and I think this is something that I didn't mention that I was going to bring this up, but I just have been thinking about it lately. It's like when you're talking about all those times of questioning, like, is God even there? Is he even listening to me? Uh, the thing that's cool about that is like, I think it's really cool that we get to serve a God who doesn't punish us for that. Like yes. he's big enough to handle that. Right. What I mean, nobody's faith journey is perfect. Like, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we've all had times where we're like, is he really even out there? Right. (laughs) And so to know that, like, to take, if you're feeling like that right now, people who are listening to this, or if you have felt like that, I think it's important to just take that guilt off our shoulders because he is big enough to handle those seasons in your life and still want to come through for you. For sure. Because— that's the thing is he still came through for you, even though you were like, I'm not even sure if you're there, right. but I'm just going to do this anyway. He's like, here I am. Exactly. And I just think that's cool because he doesn't want to just punish us for our lack of faith. Sometimes he wants to come through for us anyway. Yeah. In the big ways. Yeah. And yeah. he does that for people who still don't follow him until the day they die. You know? Exactly. He likes to give that gift of his presence, even if people don't ever know that it was him. Right. Which is cool. Yes. So, yeah, comforting. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about uncertainty Mm -hmm. and just that whole, basically, you quit a job not knowing what was on the other side. You were trusting God in that uncertainty, but also uncertain that he was going to come through, uncertain that he was even there. So lots of uncertainty through your story. For sure. Do you think uncertainty in life is inevitable? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And yeah. Oh, yeah. Explain that a little bit. Uh, I mean, you have to take leaps of faith in order to get, in order to follow your dreams and get to where you want to be. So like I said, our will isn't necessarily God's will. So even if it doesn't look like we're heading where we want to go, Mm. God will get us where we need to be. Oh, that's, you just said so much in one sentence. (laughs) It's like, even if, wow, I kind of wanted to say it again so I can take it all in because you said... Even if we don't get where we want to go, we get where we need to be. Yes. Woo, that was good. Yeah, and God has different plans for our life than we might have, um, right. knowing that they'll be better. Right. It's like your, that job you went to. I don't think that that would have been—if you could have seen that like season of life in a nutshell, you might not have picked that. Right. 100%. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So you're basically saying uncertainty is totally inevitable. Yes. So there's that saying, God laughs at people who try to plan out their whole lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, clearly, life is going to take you in directions you don't think it will. <laughs> Sometimes not great ones. Yes, that's true. Um, but I think keeping the faith and just praying through it is really what will get you through it and make you better in the end as well and closer to God. Right. And also, it's like— I have struggled, this is so transparent about my faith, but I have super struggled with that concept that people say that's like God works all things together for good. Because sometimes I'm like, 
it's not always good. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That I'm just being a bad Christian? And so I've really like wrestled with that thinking, but now I think I've landed on the other side, which is pretty much what you're saying, which is he does work all things together for good. That doesn't mean that we're going to see that right away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, three jobs later, you did see that it was working together for good. For sure. I think that's hard for us to see sometimes because, I mean, that for some people, that could be 30 years down the line. We just don't know. Yeah. And that's the adventure of life. It is. People. <laughs> Don't plan it, just pray. <laughs> Don't plan it, just pray. That's like a t-shirt. We, Ooh, okay. we should make that into a t-shirt. Just make, yeah. Just Don't a... plan it, just pray. <laughs> so this is particularly good for us to be talking about right now because our whole society is full of uncertainty. When we actually planned to do this interview, it was before... Well, it was during, in the middle of coronavirus, Mm -hmm. I believe it was before the whole Black Lives Matter movement blew up. Yes. Which, obviously, that movement has existed, but it has really come to the forefront. So it was before all that. It was before rioting started happening in our city, before all that. So Mm -hmm. uncertainty is a major part of life right now, I think, all over the country, wherever you're listening. It's just a kind of a reality right now. So what opportunities do you think uncertainty in life and uncertainties around us give for faith? And you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but obviously I think what I'm trying to say, going the long way around here, uncertainty is inevitable right now for most people. What opportunity is present in their faith because of that uncertainty? (laughs) Yeah, so I mean— there's so many people without jobs right now or their jobs oh, yeah. are on hold because of Corona. Um, as far as the Black Lives Matter movement, I have really taken a step into learning more about yeah. just everything in that realm. Other people's experiences. Right. And I've learned so much through that that I didn't know. Like I only learned about Juneteenth like two years ago. It's I like, li- why didn't... <laughs> I, I'm going to sound so ignorant, but I literally read so much about Juneteenth um, this year, and there were so many things I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know. It's like, why did we, why are we only learning about that now? Part of it is on our own. Sure. I mean, for me, it's on me. I'm like, I could have looked that up. Right. We we need to do more and learn more um, on our own, but it's like, why was that never taught in schools? Right. You know? Um, Sorry, segue. Um, (laughs) But uh, so that's been really huge for me, um, you know, in prayer because, well, first of all, for Corona, um, you know, just praying that Mm. my family is safe, that my friends are safe, that it all ends soon so that, you know, we can go back to life. We can go back to life. People can get back to their jobs that they need. Uh, And for the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I've been praying so much for that as well, just just to get some equity in yeah. this world for our black brothers and sisters. Um, it's just been so sad seeing, I mean, this has been a thing for a long time ever. You ever. Know? Yeah, literally <laughs> ever. ever. <laughs> Since existence. the beginning. <laughs> um, but I love that it's coming to light more and more and yeah. people are doing more for it. So I've been trying to do more for it as well donating where I can, sure. making t-shirts and um, donating profits where I can. I love that. And educating myself as well. I feel like the whole thread of what you're saying is basically, and you can tell me if I'm mincing your words too much, but I feel like what you're basically saying is uncertainty is uncomfortable, Yes, but it gives us opportunity to grow. Yes. 
And like, I, I just did an interview with somebody where like a common thread of what we talked about was just like the daily act of surrender to things that aren't in our control. Right. And I do feel like with a lot of these things, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's a lot we can do. So it's not entirely out of our control, but on on the on the biggest level, yes. it feels very out of our control. And yes. with Corona, it feels very out of our control. Because both of those things are way bigger than we are. They're way bigger than us. So while we can do things, I feel like the uncomfortableness of this uncertainty gives us opportunity to practice that daily act of surrender and just, we will do our part and we will pray, but... At the end of the day, we have to surrender these bigger issues. Yes, give it to God. Which I think that that is something that is we will probably learn our whole lives through with uncertainty is the discomfort has to move us into seeing it as opportunity. And that's hard to do in the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like there's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's scary, but also we just have to trust in God that there's going to be we're going to come out better in the end. Exactly. It's like what we talked about before. He works all things together for good, however long that takes. Yes. (laughs) So what do you recommend to people who um, are facing uncertainty? How can they face it with confidence? Any additional advice beyond this? So, um, you know, educating yourself as much as you can on the topic, I think, is really important. Right. Working hard to get to where you want to be is really important. Yeah. And also praying through it is huge. Those are all great things yeah. <laughs> for lots of different kinds of uncertainty, really. Yeah. So you said praying through the uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, working towards where you want to be. Right. Because I do think God partners with us in that. He'll come alongside you if you're doing the work. Yes. And then educating yourself on whatever topic it is that is causing the uncertainty. Yeah, just so that you make sure you actually understand what's going on and yeah. and and make the best educated choice that you can. Yeah, and that works for really anything in life. For sure. Love that. So to wrap up, mm-hmm. this is just kind of a fun one. Yeah. So I've gotten some really weird answers when I ask this question, but that's just what makes it more fun. Great. Tell me about three products or things that you are just loving right now and you would recommend to a friend. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Could be anything. First and foremost, my husband. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> I've never had anybody say that. What does that uh, say? <laughs> Come on, ladies. (laughs) Um, No, he's just like my biggest supporter, my best, best friend in the whole entire world. The person I just turn to for absolutely everything. Love that. He's just always there. He's he's my number one. You would recommend a husband to a friend. I would. A good (laughs) husband, not just any husband, ladies. A best friend. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. A best friend who turns into a husband. Yeah. That's the best kind, honestly. Yes. Um, Second... I have recently gotten a Cricut maker. Oh, yes. We We could go on and on about this, which, by the way, let me pause you really quick. Anything that you say that's a product, I will link it in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on your phone or on your computer, head to the show notes. There should be a link, um, and we'll put all the links for the things Grace is talking about here. Yeah. So I've had a blast playing with my Cricut. So I have a little Etsy shop and my own website and stuff. I sell wood burn art and I've also started making cricket things so I started making t-shirts um and I started on a line before Black Lives Matter but when that whole thing blew up I focused on that for a little while so I was making t-shirts and onesies for Black Lives Matter and I was donating profits to equity justice initiative yeah and we'll link that too by the way we will link Grace's Etsy shop in case you want to go support her yeah 
So that cricket has been so fun. Um, you got, if you guys don't know what a cricket is, <laughs> go look it up. Please do yourself a favor. It just, yeah. you can make anything and everything. Unless you don't want to drop a couple hundred bucks in the next week, then don't go look it up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you will you'll be hooked. <laughs> yeah. They're great. Basically they're cutting machines, but that is so doing it a disservice because it is way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, just go look it up. Yeah, go look it up. <laughs> and my third thing I am loving is this weather. I love summer oh, yeah. so much, guys. Um, it's I, your fave. It is because I love swimming. I love being in and around water. I just love water yes. so much. I'm like a water, let, mm, that mm, like water mm, sign, mm, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. What is that? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Anyways. Water. <laughs> Loves um, water. Yes. So I um, I love water sports, kayaking, canoeing, um, jet skiing. I just, I just love being surrounded by water. So I'm loving the chance to be able to be in and around it, guys. It's been great. I love summer. Yes. And we've had really good summer weather this year. We so have. you're really getting to take advantage of it. Yes. We're going to the lake soon. Yeah, we are. I said it on air, so now it has to happen. Okay, done. <laughs> well, Grace, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. And that was my conversation with Grace Hazar. I want to start by saying a huge thank you to Grace for sharing that piece of her story with us. Such a beautiful example that uncertainty is often the only certainty in life, especially these days, but God loves to use times like those to show his love and his might. I loved when Grace said, you have to take leaps of faith to follow your dreams and get where you want to be, but our will isn't always God's will. And even if it doesn't look like we're heading where we want to go, God will get us where we need to be. I really want to say that last part one more time because it just took some time for it to sink in for me, and I think it's probably the same for you. But she said, even if it doesn't look like we're heading where we want to go, God will get us where we need to be. I've been learning lately that a lot of these moments in life that can feel like issues often come down to control. When I let go of control and I let God intervene in my life, He always course corrects me to where I need to be. He loves to honor our dreams, and he loves to meet us in the midst of uncertainty to show us the certainty of his love and plans for our lives. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Next episode, I'll be chatting with Gabby of Inspiring Honey. We're going to chat all about God's faithfulness and the ups and downs of life, and I promise you, it is another great one. Until then, know that we love you and we're praying for you all the time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble. And show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.